Welcome. This is an audio book reading of the Adam and Eve story by Chan Thomas. I will read this aloud from the Internet Archives webpage. And I'm going to read as the book reads. So the foreword, etc., etc. Each recording of this podcast will be one chapter. This is the beginning of the book. Dear wife, without her help and faith, through the years of sleepless nights and seemingly endless trails of study, research, translation, and travel, this book never would have come into being. To General Hall Grant and his wonderful family, to General LeMay and Admiral Taylor, to the joint staff of that time, for their inspiring encouragement, without which this book might not exist. To all of those who ridiculed, scorned, and laughed, relegating me to the nut house and even firing me. For how else would I have been so driven to pursue, solve, find, and derive the truth? I owe them. Contents. The next cataclysm. With the rumble so low as to be inaudible, growing, throbbing, then fuming into a thundering roar, the earthquake starts only. It's not like any earthquake in recorded history. The Cal- in California, the mountains shake like ferns in a breeze. The mighty Pacific rears back and piles up into a mountain of seawater more than two miles high, then starts its race eastward. With the force of a thousand armies, the wind attacks, ripping, shredding everything in its supersonic bombardment. The unbelievable amount of Pacific seawater follows the wind eastward, burying Los Angeles and San Francisco as if they were but grains of sand. Nothing, but nothing stops the relentless, overwhelming onslaught of wind and ocean. Across the continent, the thousand miles per hour wind wreaks its hell, its unholy vengeance, everywhere, mercilessly, in un- ceasingly every living thing is ripped into shreds while being blown across the countryside and earthquakes leave no place untouched in many places the earth's molten sublayer breaks through and spreads a sea of white hot liquid fire to add to the holocaust within three hours the fantastic wall of seawater moves across the continent burying the wind ravaged land under two miles of seething water coast to coast In a fraction of a day, all vestiges of civilization are gone, and the great cities, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Dallas, New York, Boston, are nothing but legends. Barely a stone is left where millions walked just a few hours before. A few lucky ones who managed to find shelter from the screaming wind on the lee side of a high mountain peak, such as Mount Massive, watched the sea of molten fire breaking the quaking valleys below. The raging waters follow at supersonic speeds, piling higher and higher, steaming over the molten earth fire and almost rising almost to their feet. Only great high mountains such as this one can withstand the cataclysmic onslaught. North America is not alone in her death throes. Central America suffers the same canicade, wind, earth, fire, and inundation. South America finds the Andes not high enough to stop the cataclysmic violence pounded out by nature in her, in her berserk rage. In less than a day, Ecuador, Peru, and western Brazil are shaken madly by the devastating earthquake. 
The Andes are piled higher and higher into the Pacific supersonic onslaught as it surges over itself against the mountains. The entire continent is burned by molten earth fire, buried under cubic miles of catastrophically violent seas, then turned into a frozen hell. Everything freezes. Man, beast, plant, and mud are all rock hard in less than four hours. Europe cannot escape the onslaught. The raging Atlantic piles higher and higher on itself, allowing the screeching wind eastward, following the screeching wind eastward. The Alps, Pyrenees, Urals, and Scandinavian mountains are shaken, then heaved even higher when the wall of seawater strikes. Western Africa and the sands of the Sahara vanish in nature's wrath, under savage attack by wind and ocean. They are bounded by Zaire, South Africa, and Kenya suffers only severe earthquakes and winds. Little inundation. Survivors there marvel at the sun, standing still in the sky for nearly half a day. Eastern Siberia in the Orient suffers a strange late indeed, as though a giant subterranean Sith sweeps away the Earth's foundations, accompanied by the wind and screaming symphony of supersonic death and destruction. In the Arctic, as the Arctic Basin leaves its polar home, Eastern Siberia, Manchuria, China and Burma are subjected to the same annihilation as South America. Wind, earth fire, inundation, and a f the freezing jungle animals are shredded to ribbons by the wind, piled into the mountains of flesh and bone, and buried under the avalanches of homogenized seawater and mud. Then comes the sudden, seemingly infinite supply of terrible, instantly paralyzing temperature drop of 180 degrees. Not man, beast, plant, muck, earth, nor water is left unfrozen in the entire eastern Asian continent, most of which remains below sea level. Antarctica and Greenland, with their new ice caps, now rotate around the earth in the torrid zone, and the fury of wind and inundation marches on for six days. During the six days, the oceans start to settle into their new homes, running off the high grounds. On the seventh day, the horrendous rampage is over. The Arctic Ice Age is ended, and a new Stone Age begins. The oceans, the great homogenizers, have laid down another deep layer of mud over the existing strata of the Great Plains, as exposed in the Grand Canyon, Painted Desert, Monument Valley, and the Badlands. The Bay of Bengal Basin, just east of India, is now at the North Pole. The Pacific Ocean, just west of Peru, is at the South Pole. Greenland and Antarctica are now rotating equatorially, find their ice caps dissolving madly in the tropical heat. Massive walls of water and ice surge towards the oceans, taking everything from mountains to plains, in gushing, heaving paths while creating immense seasonal moraines. In less than 25 years, the ice caps are gone, and the oceans around the world rise over 200 feet with the newfound water. The torrid zone will be shrouded in a fog for generations from the enormous amounts of moisture poured into the atmosphere by the melting ice caps. New ice caps begin to form in the new polar areas. Greenland and Antarctica emerge with verdant tropical foliage. Australia is a new unexplored continent in the north temperate zone, with only a few handfuls of survivors populating its vastness. New York lies at the bottom of the Atlantic, shattered, melted by earth, fire, and covered by unbelievable amounts of mud. Of San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas, and Boston, not a trace is left. They will all join the legends of the seven cities of Cibola. 
What's left of Egypt emerges from its Mediterranean inundation newer and higher, still the land of the ages. The commonplace of our time becomes the mysterious Baalbek of the new era. A new era, yes. The cataclysm has done its work well. The greatest population regulator of all does once more for man what he refuses to do for himself or the planet on which he lives and drives the pitiful few who survive into a new stone age. After this cataclysm, we join Noah, Adam and Eve, Atlantis, Mu, and Olympus, and Jesus joins Osiris, Tarot, Zeus, and Vishnu. End of chapter one.